Mike's Daily Podcast. Hello, it is an absolute pleasure to be podcasting with you today. Mike's Daily Podcast. And the name of the show is called Mike's Daily Podcast. My name is Mike Matthews, and that's why it's called Mike's Daily Podcast. And I don't know if I'll fall around here at Cafe anyway. The floor is slick, and I sometimes say, ah! And that's, uh, that's my song for today. It's very good and concise. Mike's Daily Podcast. Got the show off to a nice start. Got it moving in a good direction. It's FF episode 2421. Mike's 2421. Daily Yes, that's a lot of episodes. Podcast. FF episodes. And yeah, you can catch the... There's actually even more if you count the video. The quick little videos. But they, they are short video clips. And like, I will have one for this F episode. I had one for abbreviations, the last show, discussing all those wondrous abbreviations that we have that nobody can remember. And then you look like an idiot if you don't remember it. And then there's the changes the next day. All these abbreviations. Okay, ex except for scuba. S-C-U-B-A Underwater Something The man from Uncle At U-N-C-L-E That's another abbreviation And there we go Hey I'm gonna talk about A couple things That I Think you and I Have a similar issue with And that is Laziness I know so many people That waste my time Cause they're lazy they don't want to get out there and do stuff. You can find a lot more interesting things to do than talk to me. I mean, you could listen to this podcast, for example. This is way more interesting. But talking to me, come on. People talk my ear off because they know I'm a good listener. That's also true for my lovely lady friend. And here's today's podcast picture. She's made a job out of it. She's a therapist. She listens to people. She's an excellent listener. Maybe I should have become a therapist. But instead, I like the radio and I like the podcasting. And I like helping other people get into both of those worlds of radio and podcasting. So if people that waste time procrastinate and don't do what they're supposed to do, sometimes can be considered lazy. And the first thing is to figure out the real issue. And get a dog <laughs> The late great Basil the Boxer And happy Easter To you if, But you're probably not listening to this on Easter But the late great Basil the Boxer And I had some wonderful Easters together You A dog Will show his impatience and go Come on let's go for a walk And that can get you going And kick you out of your laziness Because you, you know you got stuff to do Unless you completely ignore your dog And then I say to you Shame But You know I say try and listen to your dog You have a dog A dog can help you get out there And enjoy The outdoors And walk And that's a good thing Every time you start being lazy Stand back And diddle, do a little assessment Diddle that <laughs> What's been really happening Laziness is generally a symptom And not the problem itself What is the cause Of your lack of motivation Are you tired Are you overwhelmed Are you afraid Hurting 
Just plain uninspired. I get there a lot. Are you stuck? Most likely the sticking issue is smaller than you think and you can get past it more easily than you realize. The uh, incredibly large, massive, overwhelmingness of a project makes it so I'll get to that tomorrow when I'm inspired, when I'm a, when I'm a superhuman. I'll get to that tomorrow. How do you keep a turkey in suspense? I'll tell you tomorrow. Here's the thing is you have to get started today. And the the earlier you can start, the more you can get the, the faster you can get this thing done. And take it in little pieces. I was talking about that. I think on the Friday FF episode, that would have been 2419. 24-19 That one was entitled Budget Because we were talking about Trying to Get a hold of that Because that can be overwhelming And hard to get started on So But Oh Hold on I'm being interrupted Just a moment Oh my gosh I love it I love it I love it No I don't I don't I don't I hate Oh, off air alarms drive me crazy. Oh, hey, this is something I used to do. Wine. Well, I like the whiny white man wine list. <laughs> it's a wine. Whiny white man wine list. That is most of conservative talk radio, by the way. Where did you hear what so and so said? <sighs> whiny white man wine list. And it's funny It kind of went down for a while When Trump was president The conservative talk show host That whined about Whined 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 They were like not They were just Look how great Look how great Trump is here Look how great this Look how great that And now it's all We're not We don't have a president In the main office And then I mean you still If you're a Republican Don't forget we still have Mr. McConnell in the Senate. We still have, uh, if, if you're a Republican, and overwhelmingly um, the, the Supreme Court is leaning more to your direction. But why the... People get so obsessed with the president thing. Anyway, cafe anyway. But so someone that still is, Donald Trump, he reunited with his longtime confidant and Republican operative Roger Stone at Mar-a-Lago just this weekend. And Donald wasted no time in getting into grievances. My friend, my best friend growing up, Derek, his dad, he was awesome. Unfortunately, he passed away. His name was Don. And it used to make me laugh when <laughs> Derek's mom, Barbara, used to say, Donald? <laughs> Uh, Don was the best Oh, Sometimes we are blessed As when we are younger To have wonderful people like that in our lives My best friend's parents They were like parents to me They were so awesome Oh, And they came to my wedding Which unfortunately ended in divorce But they came to the wedding They flew all the way up to the Bay Area From Northridge, California Oh, Such wonderful people I was talking about them recently to my lovely lady friend. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. 
10. The last place on earth, Podcast Valley 10. Mr. Stone posted a video on Rumble because that is the big conservative social media site. And YouTube deplatforms a lot of conservatives. And Mr. Stone posted as well to other platforms on Saturday showing him embracing the former president at his private club in Palm Beach, Florida. In the video, Mr. Trump is seen recognizing Mr. Stone and embracing him. Roger, my man. I didn't even see you. How could I not see my Roger? Mr. Trump said. If Mr. Trump, if you're on Mr. Trump's side, oh my gosh, I guess when you're in, you're in until you are definitely out. But check this out. Mr. Stone responds, God bless you. While Mr. Trump follows up by saying, I hope you're doing well. Is everything okay? Mr. Stone then replies, Ron DeSantis is a piece of bleep. Wow. No other context was given for the video clip. The video clip ends there. It's unclear as to why Mr. Stone insulted the Florida governor. Mr. Stone is currently being investigated by the House Select Committee on January 6th. The committee has issued him with a subpoena to obtain his testimony and communications history from that day. The longtime Trump ally was also involved in promotion of Stop the Steel rallies held in D.C. on the day of the attack. On the U.S. Capitol He was previously pardoned by Mr. Trump For lying to investigators In special counsel Robert Mueller's probe Of the 2016 Trump campaign's Alleged ties to Russia Mr. Tone, Mr. Stone has not been accused Of any crime or wrongdoing Regarding January 6th Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Is seen by many as a rising star In the Republican Party And a potential rival Of Mr. Trump in the 2024 Republican field for the presidency. This, uh, according to Yahoo Entertainment and a story written by John Bowden, it was actually originally shown, this article, in The Independent. Because you'd be in jail. Um, And Trump said to Fox News, In January, Ron DeSantis has been very good. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. It's totally fake news. I have a very good relationship with Ron and intend to have it for a long time. Wrong. What in in the world was that about? Ron DeSantis's rejection of COVID-19 guidelines in support of attacks on critical race theory has led to efforts to ban all discussions of racism in some U.S. schools have earned him the respect of GOP voters in Florida. The first term governor is currently mounting a formidable re-election campaign. Last week, his campaign announced that it had raised $100 million so far, a staggering figure that has dwarfed the total haul of the three Democrats vying for the party's nomination against him. It also outstrips the total spent by former GOP governor and now center Rick Scott. He was governor during the last big hurricane that my mom, my late mother, had lived through. She survived the hurricane. Although she, I think she told me at the time, that's, that is it. I am done with uh, sitting in my house during a hurricane. I am going to evacuate with people that want me to evacuate with them. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Well, maybe fortunately... Because uh, there is no more hurricanes in my mom's future. But, yeah. 
so that is an interesting story about Trump. I don't know what what is the deal. Maybe that's just a quick little blip. And Ron DeSantis has a large future in the Republican Party, possibly. Did you know the month of April is autism? Um, not autism month, but learning about autism month in April, which is autism spectrum disorder, ASD. A developmental disability caused by differences in the brain According to the CDC.gov Some people with ASD have a known difference Such as genetic condition Others caused Other causes are not known Scientists believe there are multiple causes of ASD That act together to change the most common ways people develop We still have much to learn about these causes And how they impact people People with ASD may behave, communicate, interact, and learn in ways that are different from most other people. This is often nothing about how there is often nothing about how they look that sets them apart from other people. The abilities of people with ASD can be varied significantly. Some people with ASD may have advanced conversation skills, whereas others may be nonverbal. As an example Some people with ASD Need a lot of help In their daily lives Others can work And live with little To no support They often have People with ASD Problems with social communication And interaction And restricted or repetitive Behaviors or interests People with ASD Also Have different ways of learning Moving or paying attention It is important to note That some people without ASD Might also have some of these symptoms For people with ASD These characteristics Can make life challenging And it can be Difficult diagnosing ASD Because there is no Medical test Like a blood test To diagnose the disorder Doctors look at the child's Behavior and development To make a diagnosis It can sometimes be detected at 18 months of age or younger By age 2 A diagnosis by an experienced profession Can be considered reliable However, many children do not receive a final diagnosis Until they are much older Some people are not diagnosed until they are adolescents or adults In fact, that might be why they do not get the help that they need Current treatment for ASD seek to reduce symptoms that interfere with daily functioning and quality of life. ASD affects each person differently, meaning that people with ASD have unique strengths and challenges and different treatment needs. Treatment plans usually involve multiple professionals and are catered to the individual. There is not just one cause of ASD. There are many different factors that have been identified that make a child more likely to have ASD, including environmental, biologic, and genetic factors. Although we know little about specific causes, the available evidence suggests that the following may put children at greater risk for developing ASD. Having a sibling with ASD, having certain genetic or chromosomal conditions, such as fragile X syndrome or Tuberous sclerosis Experiencing complications at birth And being born to older parents I am 53 So if I had a child now There's a pretty good possibility But There are There's more information as a parent You already have what it takes to help 
your young child learn and grow. The CDC has developed materials to help you track your child's developmental milestones and share that progress or any concerns with your child's doctor at every checkup. Details at cdc.gov. So that is this month, the month of April. Now, is it also laziness appreciation month? No, I don't know. But I do know a lot of people that are lazy. Whatever it is holding you back, do your best to unearth it. In most cases, it'll be one single specific problem or detail. Finding the cause is the only way you can actually address it. Address it like you want it to happen. Once you address it, you can deal with it effectively. This according to wikihow.com. So you focus on the actual problem. Now that you're thinking about the cause of your laziness, start focusing on it. It can be tough to break old habits, but look for small steps you can take to get you used to being productive. Get organized. Having clutter around, even when it's just visual, can be a huge downer to our motivational skills. Whatever it is that could do for some organization, organize it. Whether it's your desk, your car, your whole house, your routine. Monitor the self-talk. Sometimes behaviors cause thoughts and sometimes thoughts cause behavior. Cover your bases and get rid of the negative inner dialogue. That, oh, I'm so lazy. I'm worthless. Don't, that's not going to get you anywhere. Every time you find yourself not performing up to par, twist it around to be positive. Like, it was a slow morning, but now it's time to fuel up. Now that it's afternoon, I'm buckling down. You'll be surprised that that surge in mental positivity can actually change your outlook. Practice mindfulness. Stop and smell the roses. We scarf down a huge meal just to get to dessert, just to get to the wine, just to get to bed with an overly full stomach. We're always thinking about the next great thing instead of living in this moment, in this wonderful moment that we've been granted. When we start living in the moment, we want to take advantage of it. Next time you think you find yourself thinking about the past or future, draw yourself back into the now, into the present. Whether it's the scene around you, the food on your fork, the music in your ears, the birds chirping around you. Oh my gosh, there's so many birds. Let it show how cool it is to be walking earth and living. Sometimes stopping and slowing down can give us the energy to take advantage of what we have at our disposal. Think of the benefits of not being lazy, of being productive, of the better, let's focus on the better present. What would happen if you took advantage of right now? It'd be wonderful if you did that. Let the positive ideas take over your train of thought and be sure to realize that once you get going and develop the habit, everything will come that much easier. Jump out of bed. Research says that hitting the snooze button is bad for us. You'd think lying there and enjoying the warmth of the covers would make you more energized later, but the opposite happens. You're actually more tired throughout the day. Instead, jump out of bed and start a consistent morning routine. Talking about the late, great Basil the Boxer earlier in the podcast, I used to jump out of bed every morning. A, because I had to be at work by five in the morning. But B, Basil, he needed to be fed. He was ready to get food. Because every morning he knew that that was, be, that was his time to eat. And he loved it. And he loved to eat. And he would, if I overslept, he'd wake me up. He was my, I never needed an alarm clock because of him. 
He got me going. Your mind will follow the cues your body is giving it. If you jump out of bed, you must be ready and ready, raring to go. This here says literally jump if you can master it. Get your blood. I don't think that's a good idea because uh, <laughs> that early in the morning when you're that groggy, if you jump, you might break something. You might fall down. We we're talking about falling earlier in the podcast. Nah. So just be careful. But achieve, set the achievable goals, the low hanging fruit. If you, by setting yourself some worthy yet attainable goals, you have something to look forward to when you attain them. Uh, there's a vision board thing here, but I'm not going to get into that. Make a che- checklist of the, des- of the desires, goals, and motivations you want to move towards. And I'm not a big fan of making lists, but I honestly, you have to. I just, <laughs> I chicken scratch it on a piece of paper. I don't buy those really expensive scheduling books. I don't generally put it in an app on my phone. I write it on a... People at work will tell you. My boss will tell you. I write it on these little pieces of paper that are scratch paper that are just going to get thrown out anyway. But there's that cafe anyway. There's that blank spot on the back of the paper because someone didn't use both sides. Some tree killer, some paper waster. So I make use of the wasted paper by writing on the back of it a note and a list. And it helps me. It really does. Because you'll be sitting there going, what am I supposed to do? Oh yeah. And you look down and you try and make sense out of your chicken scratch and you move forward. And here's another thought. Regularly revisit the importance and value of the goal. Once you've settled on a goal or faced the problem in need of tackling, it doesn't miraculously direct you without effort on your behalf. Part of the success behind making a goal or finding a solution depends on reminding yourself of why it matters. If you lose sight of the goal, sight of the dream, or the solution, it's easy to become embedded in distractions and dead ends that make it seem too hard to continue, allowing the laziness to come back. Tell yourself you can do it. You can do something. You can finish it. Iron your clothes. Let's say you're sitting on the couch staring at your computer and all the would-be spreadsheets you wish would create themselves right now. Uh, Give it up. Instead, do something teeny like ironing your clothes. You'll get out the iron, get out the board, get your shirt, and five minutes into it, you'll think, why am I wasting time ironing my clothes? You'll put it down, be a little more awake from the activity, and get going on what you actually wanted to do. That's interesting. It's like a distraction, but a productive distraction. Hmm. If It doesn't have to be ironing. It could be showering. Just getting up and doing something is sometimes the hardest obstacle. When it's something small, it greases the tracks for us, making all activity smoother sailing. Speaking of activity, exercise. The benefits of exercise are innumerable, but one of the main ones is feel more energized. It gets your blood flowing, your metabolism up, your body is an energized state that lasts practically all day. If getting going in the morning is an issue for you, exercise for 15 minutes. You'll feel more lively through the afternoon. That's a huge part of being healthy. Dress the part. Sometimes we lack motivation for life. 
We become complacent in our jobs, our living situation, our relationships. We just sort of fester in our own little world, knowing we should be trying harder to expand. The easiest way to start on the path to change is dress differently. Whether you're a pizza guy wishing you were on the floor of the stock exchange or a couch potato, wishing you were running the Boston Marathon, changing your clothes may change your behavior. Dress for success. If you don't believe it, think of it this way. How would you address a guy in a suit? After a while, the guy in a suit starts living in a world that addresses him like a guy in a suit. So get your jogging pants on. Eventually, you'll end up wondering why you're not jogging. Jogging pants. Although a lot of people use jogging pants as just a way of lounging. They turn into lounging pants. So start. Start taking action. Get moving. Take your time. It's vital to break down your job into small steps. The smaller things are, the more accessible they are, the more doable they seem. Give yourself pep talks, positive talks. Ask for help when you need it. Get real with yourself. Stay off the couch until you're ready to take a break. Even when you do sit, set a time when you'll return to your task or other activities. And compliment yourself every step of the way. Learn to reward yourself for the very small things you complete or try. Write down your goals every week. Realize that life is trading costs and benefits. To enjoy any benefit, there is a cost usually to be suffered. Often often that pain involves a feeling of being left out or going without others. Don't seem to be putting up with the same challenges. And that pain can cause you to avoid, distract, and seek safety in a comfort zone. To push past your comfort zone, you'll need to face the pain before you can reach the possibilities. Assess whether a potential benefit is worth the cost to you. It is worth it, and most times it will be. Draw on your ever-evolving maturity to generate the required courage, endurance, and discipline that will give you the strength to achieve brilliant outcomes. Nobody achieves anything without effort and pain. And here's another thing. Know that the uh, work is worth it. Most experts, professionals, and geniuses will readily admit that most of their achievements are 99% sweat and 1% talent. Undisciplined talent gets few people anywhere. And declutter your schedule. Having too many activities or distractions in your daily life can also be a problem and make it easy to avoid the things you need to do. Stay on track. There will be times when it gets harder and post-reward you can sometimes feel a bit flat without returning to the task at hand. In such times, you'll need to draw on inner reserves to remind yourself of the goal or solution sought to stay focused. Make the most of feeling that you're on a roll. When you're in that state, in the flow state, use it to leap to another task or goal as soon as you're done rewarding yourself. And don't give up. Please, don't give up. As Mr. Peter Gabriel said. It's one thing to find your motivation, but it's quite something else to keep it going when the going gets tough. Especially in the face of unforeseen problems, the unpredictable things that pop up and you're like, really? Rather than letting setbacks demotivate you, see them for what they are 
and refuse to be flattened by them. You're not alone and staying focused on working through challenges is one of the best ways of coping, bouncing back. Thank you, Paul Cherniak. He is a licensed professional counselor, he wrote that. Thank you so much. And you can find out more at wikihow.com. By the way, that Peter Gabriel song, and here's my little diatribe about music that I try to feature in every show. That was uh, from the album So with Peter Gabriel, a solo album. He wasn't naming solo albums up until, I believe the album before that one was called oh I can't think of it but he did the album Soul So which featured Sledgehammer and then one of the songs on that album well the In Your Eyes was released and it did okay but it came back with the movie Say Anything and did even better I think it got even higher up on the charts Peter did a specialized version for In Your Eyes that was not on the album when the first single for In Your Eyes came out and it featured Peter singing in a super low voice at the end which he does that in concert and he adds this little uh, verse to it that's very cool and yes so the song also on there uh, Big Time became a pretty big hit for him and also featured a lot uh, in the video, a lot of that animation that he was known for in the video for Sledgehammer with the stop motion photography. So he does this duet with Kate Bush and Kate Bush is an enigma, very creative, very artsy. In her younger days, she just, all men basically in England were like, oh my gosh, have you seen Kate Bush? And so many men fell in love with her, including David Gilmour, who produced one of her early albums, and David Gilmour, the guitarist for Pink Floyd. And she she is still around. I think she doesn't like to be that much in the spotlight. She has a, a fantastic uh, catalog. Her songs are amazing and usually thought-provoking. And she did this song with Peter Gabriel, a fantastic duet, Don't Give Up. And it's true. There's a lot of truth in that song about getting up out of the the laziness, out of your doldrums, out of your negative thoughts, and getting moving on to something better. The albums, let's see, were Shock the Monkey came out in 1982. And it doesn't look like they named it well then after that album they start I want to say it's called Security but I'm not seeing it right now I'm just seeing Peter Gabriel Ein Deutsches album which that's not that's not it Uh, let's see So Us uh, Up was another one and yeah I guess it wasn't really named but Shock the Monkey that album was good too that had the song uh, Wallflower and uh, I've Got the Touch that was a good one yeah it doesn't say it says Peter Gabriel 4 is the name of that the year secure it was called Security Peter Gabriel's fourth album was released okay and there's also uh, yeah I've Got the Touches on there and 
Oh, I can't think. That one I'm not as clear on remembering all the songs off of that. But the the one after that, so, was definitely one. Red Rain was on there. A bunch of other big songs. Outside a cafe anyway. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Look who is here. Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How are you doing? That's a disgruntled fiddle player, tell you what. What? That Peter Gabriel was with that band called Genesis, right? Wow, very good. Yeah, they did not have a fiddle player. No, not really. More of a synthesizer type thing and guitars, but maybe. I know uh, when Peter Gabriel was in concert, I think his daughter would play violin on some of the stuff. So that's that's like, that is a fiddle, basically. And um, you should be not disgruntled anymore with this topic. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike, I make the delicious root beer hester right now. Oh, Guys, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Drink my root beer, I'll kick you. All right, okay. I'd, uh, I'm sorry the music diatribe went a little long, but I hope we've fought all your laziness problems and that you have a very productive week and next show it'll be the wonderful Madame Rita Vega Valentino and Bison Bentley thank you for listening to this podcast though you don't really exist because nobody listens to this podcast I doubt anyone does it is wonderful if you do I see plays sometimes and downloads but I don't think they're real but if you would like to prove that in fact you are real give me a call Calls here at Cafe Anyway. 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is in Mike Matthews. Daily as in what this podcast has been for a couple of days. Give me a call. And other ways to reach out to me, it is A-Frame. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. Oh, wait. That, was a, that wasn't A-Frame. That was one of the Smothers Brothers. Actually, that was from the very final episode of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour show that never got aired. Because uh, I think CBS at the time was like, oh, they're just too offensive, those brothers. They're, they're talking about the Vietnam War here in 1968. And oh my gosh, when yours truly was born. But you can actually watch that video on YouTube. No, what I was saying was, before I got distracted, was the podcast picture today. Sorry to bury it here at the very end of the show. It is from my walk yesterday with my lovely lady friend. We ran into these two wonderful horses that live at the top of Columbia in Castro Valley. There's a big uh, HOA housing development that's on top of this hill in Pod Castro Valley. And where they, they have the East Bay Regional Park District has a little area that you can walk on the trail that I talked about on the last podcast. There are two horses that have been there for years now. In fact, Basil, the late great Basil the Boxer used to sometimes interact with them. And one time the horse, one of the horses came after us and the horse owner opened the fence and basically saved our lives. So horses can be a little mean, just, just saying. But they were very nice this day. Emma, and I forget the other one's name is Dice or Rambo or something like that. But see that picture at mikesdailypodcast.com. Take us out, A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.